Hey, Jason here. Finally back in the actual car line. Uh, my daughter's back at school, and so I'll finally be back in my car. So when we get to the value investing in your car episodes, which this is not, uh, it will actually be in my car instead of in my house or my office or my lanai or whatever the case may be. Um, in this video, I wanna do free training actually. I ran into, in the case study series we're doing every Wednesday, um, I ran into something while I was going over that company, ASXFY. The, um, the case study series is going on on Wednesdays. We've got a company that looks like a potentially great investment. Um, if you wanna see those episodes, make sure to check out our Wednesday episodes. I'm going through that company's financial statements to take notes because I'm sharing the notes in the case study um, if you're not in there. And and I came across a, an interesting teaching moment. Uh, it's one single line, not even a full sentence. I actually wrote it down and printed it off on my computer right here so I had to get the exact wording down. I asked in, my, uh, in the Value Investment Journey Facebook group, um, what people thought of this question or thought of this line what it meant uh, why it was important why it caught my eye all these kind of things and i also asked in the exclusive uh, value investing journey masterclass facebook group that's only for paying members same question haven't got a correct response yet at least in terms of why it caught my eye um but so that's why i want to talk about this today and you can see it here not even one full paragraph or not even one full sentence um, and but it's a ultra importance I want to break it down again I'm gonna read this because I want to make sure I have it correct and this is pulled just right from the financial I haven't edited this at all other than adding quotation marks around this so have been prepared on a historical cost basis we're talking about um, let me go back and give context first they're talking about the financial statements the uh, balance sheet in particular so have been prepared on a historical cost basis. That's important lesson number one that I'm gonna talk about. Next kind of thing that I actually wasn't gonna talk about until I got a great question about it. Except for available for sale financial assets and investments which have been measured at fair value. So let's start off with the second part. Except for available for sale financial assets and investments which have been measured at fair value. I wasn't gonna talk about this at all, um, because frankly the other part of the of this is more important at least to me um, because I already know what that means but if you don't know what that means except for available for sale financial assets and investments which have been measured at fair value what that means is one of the questions I got from my students was is that normal um, or can they pretty much manipulate the valuations their fair value valuations to be whatever they want Yes, A, it's normal. Companies do that when they have assets that are, quote, held for sale on the balance sheet. They value them at whatever the fair value is. Typically, if it's a stock, it's the market price. Um, if it's real estate, it's got some kind of appraisal that is supposed to be fair value. Um, one of those kind of situations. In terms of can you trust the value, this goes back to my number one investing rule. Number one, if I cannot trust management, I will not invest in the situation no matter what. So if you can't trust management, it shouldn't matter 
what they are saying is available for sale and valued at fair value because you shouldn't be investing in the investment or in the opportunity, in my opinion. Um, typically, in my experience, most companies are, I mean, they're a little high. Just It's a typical situation where you think you can get this and it's typically a little bit under that. Um, I very rarely, even off the top of my head, I can't think of a certain specific case where a company has said the fair value is here and it was just massively over what was actually the fair value that they sold it for. Um, I can't think of a case where I've seen that, but again, if I find I can't trust management, I discard the company immediately anyways, so I don't usually get that far. Um, so yes, again, that is normal. When assets are deemed as for sale or assets held for sale, whatever the terminology is, means the same thing. Um, they are typically valued at whatever, again, is fair value. Uh, so that second part is normal. I want to go back to the first part though. This was what caught my eye and why it's so important because a lot of people don't know this. Have been prepared on a historical cost basis. Again, we're talking about the balance sheet here. What does that mean? Why is it so important? Why did it catch my eye? Why did I want to talk about this? Especially in this free training Friday uh, video series. Why I want it, why it's so important is because A, a lot of people don't know that let's say company X buys company A and it becomes a subsidiary. It's going to always, unless they sell it, be valued at the historical cost basis, which is what that line says, historical cost basis of whatever the company A was bought at. So if company A, let's go to a real world example, Warren Buffett, um, he bought C's candy in, I think it was 1976, 1978, somewhere around there, for $25 million. Him and Charlie Munger bought C's candy for $25 million at that time for because um, it produced excess cash flow that they could redeploy to buy other assets, um, didn't require a lot of capital costs and regular capital expenditures to continue to grow in the business or keep the business profitable other than the actual chocolate and um, candies. Uh, didn't require a lot of overhead, those kind of things. So they bought the company for $25 million in the 70s. Since then, the company has produced over $1 billion in operating profits, or EBIT. So, while C's Candy is still historically valued on Berkshire Hathaway's balance sheet at $25 million, it's probably actually, you probably can't even see it anymore. Um, because it's such a minuscule number when you're talking about what is it 450 billion dollars or whatever the company is worth now but if they broke it down subsidiary by subsidiary by company it would show that it was worth 25 million dollars it would always 100 percent of the time be worth that amount on the balance sheet unless you go to sell the company this is where deferred tax assets and float come in I don't know the exact numbers, but I can guarantee you on the actual, if they were to sell C's, they would make over a billion dollars on it, on the sale of it. So you have a historical cost basis here of 25 million. You have over a billion dollars here, which is what it would be if they were at to actually sell C's candies. So what that produces on the balance sheet is a deferred tax asset or tax liability i think because um, they'd have to pay taxes on it i can't remember exactly how they put it but either way it's listed it's determined as either de deferred tax asset 
deferred tax liability on the balance sheet. Both of those are investment float. Essentially, if you haven't watched my series on investment float, A, you should, it's fantastic. Um, people learn a lot from it, people gain a ton of value from it, you'll gain a massive advantage over other people, uh, over other investors learning about that. B, investment float is something you can, essentially funds you can use now that you may have to pay at some point in the future. For example, in this case, if they were to sell these candies, they'd have to pay um, taxes on whatever the difference is between the $25 million and the sell price. They'd have to pay taxes on that. So they aren't going to sell it. They're probably never going to sell it. So that goes on their balance sheet as a deferred tax asset or a liability. Again, they're not planning on selling it. So it's not on the balance sheet probably at all, except for the cost basis of $25 million. The asset or liability comes up when they are going to sell it. So there's hidden value when companies have great capital allocation and buy companies or subsidiaries and they produce a ton of value and become more and more valuable. It essentially doesn't show up on the balance sheet with normal accounting rules, either GAAP or IFRS accounting rules. It doesn't show up. And Warren Buffett talks about this in, uh, I can't remember which letter it is, but it's the one where he talks about economic goodwill. Um, he talks about, I think it's one of the letters from the 80s. I'm thinking 86 is popping in my head for some reason. Um, but he talks about at length in one of his Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder letters at length about economic goodwill and how, and he talks regularly throughout the letters, um, throughout the years in his letters about how true economics don't always show up in financial statements and um, with uh, normal accounting rules because they can't account for things like this based on current economic and accounting rules. They can't um, account for this because you cannot, it's, I believe it's illegal. Um, I think it's a law that you cannot change the value of X asset unless you're going to sell it. Um, so, but this is where people like you and I can gain a massive advantage over other people is because we know about these things. We look for these things. Uh, and if you understand this one line, again, have been prepared on a historical cost basis. That one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight words in this financial statement that I think is 88 pages that I'm going through is one of the most important things in here. Again, you will see this, it's in every single financial you ever see, but it's important to understand it for the reasons I just talked about because of what it means. Uh, that's why it's so important. I talked about uh, what it means or what it can mean, uh, depending on if the company owns subsidiaries or doesn't own subsidiaries. It's, uh, I told you kind of what goes into my thought processes and why I saw that and thought it was such a great teaching point because again, frankly, a lot of people don't know about this kind of stuff. Uh, again, eight words out of a 88 page, probably, I would guess, close to 60 to 100,000 words, eight words have an enormous amount of power over what the company does um, from an everyday kind of economic accounting standpoint. Uh, and again, 
if you know what it means, those eight words and on a deep level, know what they mean, the things I just explained, why it's important, what kind of goes into it, how it can lead to an investment float, um, those kind of things. You can get a massive advantage over other investors. Another thing is real estate. Real estate depreciates off the balance sheet, but it's held at its historical cost basis based on accounting rules. So if, um, and I don't have a recent example of this or even a Buffett example of this, but just uh, I'm in the real estate arena. So let's say you bought an apartment complex here at let's say $1 million. You put in capital improvements, raise rents, all these kind of things, and the development around the area explodes. On the balance sheet, if you hold this company or if you hold this apartment complex for 10 years and it goes up to $15 million true worth plus whatever it is um, producing in free cash flow for you on a regular basis, you could sell it for, it depends, but $30, $40, 5000000 million potentially. Easily more than $15 million just based off the land kind of value. Uh, if it's producing excess cash flow and cash flow that covers the uh, rents. If the area expands a lot, if the area becomes kind of hip and upscale and there's a lot more development around here, makes the property worth $15 million when you bought it for one, you put rents in uh, or you put reinvest the rents and the cash flow into upgrading the units, uh, charging higher rents, it's producing excess cash flow more than it was before, you could easily get that probably for again 25 to 45 million dollars is what it would truly be worth but it would be listed on the balance sheet as one million dollars again same thing with real estate same thing with public companies same thing with private companies they are listed at historical cost basis i think pretty much always um again unless they're going to be sold unless they are physically actively working to sell the asset um whatever the real estate the subsidiary unit the stocks, whatever it is, unless they are being held for sale, they are valued at historical cost basis. Um, and again, those goes into this can lead to huge kind of differences in, in real world economic value and accounting value, which you see on the actual balance sheet financial statements. Um, again, I hope this was helpful. This training was helpful. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know in the comments below. Did I miss something? Um, I'm doing this kind of offhand with just this little piece of notes. So if I miss something, let me know. Um, if you like this series, make sure to, to check out our other training, uh, free training si series videos. Um, we release a new free training video every Friday. Uh, and make sure to check those out if you want to learn a lot uh, specifically about things that you don't normally hear other people talk about. Um, this isn't your typical kind of training series. We actually talk about specific things like have been prepared on a historical basis and what it means on a deep level. Um, if you want to check out our programs where we go in depth about all this kind of stuff, let me know. Um, and schedule a call with me. You can do that for free. It should be somewhere on the blog page or YouTube page or whatever. Um, most of all those links are on the blog page of valueinvestingjourney.com. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video. As we release new videos, I think this week we're on schedule to release a new video every day. Um, and that's what we're working up to, releasing a new video every single day. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and some of the other stuff I talked about in the comments below. 
Uh, make sure to share this with somebody if they are in the finance and investment realm. This will, they will find this very helpful, I, I hope. Uh, and I'll talk to you in the next video. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye.